everyone, welcome to Into the Clear. I'm Jason. Hey, what's up, guys? Vikram here. Uh, hi, I'm Socket. All right. All right. What's up, um, Socket? So, what you been reading about? Uh, so I I found an article from the Chicago Tribune, and it's basically about how uh, uh STEM has been affected by the pandemic. Basically, like how lower income families were had a lot a lot less uh, access to it versus higher income families weren't really uh, changed, changed from it. And this is and the, where I'm getting my information from is from Prairie Hills Junior High School in Markham. And basically in 2019, they started a STEM program. And from the STEM program, once the pandemic hit, they, were, they had to send like um, uh, supply kits and Wi-Fi hotspots uh to 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 the kids and basically this created a disruption because the kids would not have as good of equipment as higher income families like for example from our school we had like we got chromebooks and stuff right and like hot spots yeah yeah versus they're they're able to run like maybe one application at a time and it'd be a lot harder and that would that would be like very very different um the uh, places for high income and stuff like that so uh yeah hmm. i definitely think that's an interesting um story i guess because um even with us like when we're just starting um thinking about like going to virtual learning um i know at that time like we never thought of that as like being a reality for like over a year um almost two years actually no over a year, what was I talking about? But um, I remember the school is giving out like Chromebooks and hotspots and stuff. So, but I definitely think that there is like a huge disparity, especially with like everything just being online. Like there's bad internet. Um, if there's like AP tests have been online, um, all virtual and, you know, bad connections also a huge issue with that. So, yeah. How exactly did they cope with it? So like, we, we know that, um, this happened in like many places. So how exactly did they cope with it in, in this like school? Which one was it? Prairie Hills or something? Yeah, so how exactly did it work then? If like in, they were given access to limited resources? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think uh, what happened is like, even when they came back to uh, uh, hybrid or like in person, they would have to remain like socially distanced which is also another problem for uh, STEM. I, I, I remember like complaining about like my internet and like just thinking about it, like my, my problems are probably very different than their problems for internet. Like probably thinking about like, uh, I don't know, they're probably like having like three kids in like one room, like with one hotspot and they would like, like barely able to turn on a video versus I was like, talking about like three or four applications on at the same time across two different devices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the difference in like problems are like very drastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. there are some. Yeah, and there I think are it's not even STEM. I think it's not even like just STEM, just um, being in school in general and getting education in general. Um, there were a lot of things that we couldn't do um, during remote learning. like. If it's like English, literature, um, even math, 
but I do feel like definitely I'm super privileged um, that I was able to have like pretty consistent access to the internet um, and definitely throughout the country and even throughout the world. Um, there's a lot of disparities in terms of, you know, how do we um, get education to everyone um, while making sure everyone's safe, you know, during the pandemic and yeah, things like that. Um, it says in the article, I quote, um, engaging in STEM online is very hard because it's usually hands-on and collaborative, said Ramirez, who spent much of her remote school days behind a laptop in a bedroom, keeping her fingers crossed that her family's Wi-Fi is hotspot would keep its connection. There were a lot of kids who just didn't want to be on camera and didn't want to talk or participate, and I really felt bad for my teachers. That's what she said, uh, end quote. So, yeah, I mean, it, it shouldn't, it's definitely not just like uh, a problem with Wi-Fi and things like that in yeah. uh, many schools. It's also a problem with like participation, like making sure people are actually learning, which is, um, it's going to be increasingly harder to, it was like pretty hard to make sure that people actually understood the topics and things like that during class. So I totally get like where these students are coming from and how people couldn't cope with it as much as they could have if it were in person you know yeah the pandemic really like like even beyond stem like if you look at like how much richer the billionaires got like versus how much like how steady or on a decline the uh, poor poor families are it's really like there's a really big disparity between it mm -hmm. it also says here that um yeah go ahead you were about to say something yeah, definitely. Um, I was just um, thinking about like, even without, even like just in general with teachers, like it's super hard to get students to participate either, like whether it's having their cameras on or just like speaking in class, like definitely witness mm -hmm. that firsthand. So um, there's just a lot of difficulties with that. It also says here that um, the pandemic has also exacerbated um, uh, underrepresented groups being locked out of STEM-related professions. It says here that um, most troubling is that underrepresented groups um, ended up being locked out of STEM-related professions like manufacturing, computer science, healthcare, where qualified candidates are not only in strong demand, but are typically offered dramatically higher uh, salaries than like other entry-level jobs. So, end quote. So basically, I guess like the pandemic made these things a lot worse and uh, it hurt like a lot more people than it was predicted to. So yeah, it was overall pretty bad experience. I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of happy that uh, we're going back in person. I even put a poll just to see where people were at. So, and most people were also excited to go in person, which is cool. Yeah, in person is going to be very, very different because it's, I feel like you you went changed. in person, right, Socket? How yeah, how was your experience? Because we haven't. Jason yeah, we didn't go. We only went yeah. for water polo. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's very different, even in hybrid, because you only saw like three people in the class, and you yeah. didn't really talk to them either. So it was basically online, but at school. So I don't know. I feel like I haven't been in an environment where there's been like thirty people in one room in a long, long time. So that's gonna be a very, very interesting experience. Like just doing yeah. it almost like, like not even six feet next to you at all times. Mm -hmm. So even like even when you guys were like for forced to like to collaborate with each other, did you think 
it still wasn't as good as if everybody would be in like in the same room. Mm, yeah, I guess I feel like the collaboration was kind of easier than full in person, I guess, because the people who came were usually like like minded people anyway, like they were here for sports or they were here for after school activities in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like same personalities of people that came back. You didn't think it was uh, a risk when you originally wanted to go? Uh, I heard the vaccine was on and like I took the vaccine like like almost instantly after I came back to school. So. Oh. oh, okay. So you got the vaccine it's pretty early earlier? On. Pretty early on? I got it like, I forget, I think end of April and school started like April 20th or 19th. So it was like days of like actual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. risk, I guess. Okay. Yeah. So you were fine with it. I just thought it would be too much of a hassle. Just didn't want to bother. Yeah, I really felt like I needed to pay attention to some classes as well. Like ah, uh, okay, that's probably also a major reason why people sent their kids to school, especially parents, for them to pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and just to like be able to see the teacher in person um that does um, i'd say help a lot with you know like getting to know your teacher getting to know your students building connections uh, i mean there's so many i can't say i'm not one of them but we definitely could get easily distracted online with yeah. like something outside or something your phone is literally like two feet away from you so i don't know and yeah, it was definitely hard, but thankfully we'll pull through. And uh, yeah, cool. So I guess, yeah, overall, there was definitely a huge gap between um, very um, poor schools compared to pretty rich suburb schools. So yeah, that's unfortunately a problem that's like not going to go away anytime soon either. Yeah, and I think a lot of these um, issues, like they have been really underlying for a very long time, like decades and even centuries. Um, and the pandemic really brought a lot of these out, um, especially in terms of, you know, discriminatory housing policies, um, how these contribute to how generally um, there are differences in how education um, ends up turning out um, for different groups of people, especially in the pandemic. Just generally with we're like going into, We're going into LD topics now, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I quit that club like a long time ago. <laughs> Damn. All right. Uh, okay. I think we covered the majority of this part of the STEM. Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah. Overall, we could say that it's definitely a problem, and definitely. hopefully, it gets a little better. But I don't know. We should definitely try something. It is a problem we have to fix. That's true. Mm-hmm. Especially as the world gets more digital, anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of getting more digital, this is like totally random. But uh, there was this thing that China implemented, like, uh, I think a few years ago, or maybe not even a few years ago, like maybe a year ago. I'm not totally sure. But uh, basically, this is like more AI related. So they used these AI headbands to, uh, and they, this is mainly for kindergarten through like, through middle school, I think. And they use these headbands that you measure how con- and like how you how much you're concentrated on your work that you're doing in school. So they measure something in your brain that measures your concentration, 
and that gets reported to the teacher. Oh. And they're using that on students and um, on primarily uh, middle school and the younger generations of students. So I don't know. It's just something that I found super, I don't know, super interesting that people would try. I'll try and find the article, but that's just something that they implemented, not throughout China, but like pretty recently. So I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I've never it heard basically of that. measures concentration. Yeah. I've never heard of that because uh, when I was in like second grade, I actually went to China like to go to school for half a year. Um, and, you know, at that time, that it was like nine years ago. Um, there was nothing like that. Um, and even today, I'm pretty sure there's like piloting the thing because um, I've never heard of it. But also at the same time, it sounds kind of scary just having um, all of these like, students with huge headbands around their heads like and their teachers just being oh. able to see like if they're concentrated. Yeah, uh, this is uh, I'll send you guys the. Um, article but according to quartz this um headband is called the uh hang on give me one second oh it's in uh, chinese so i can't like totally understand it but i think they have uh hang on oh, you're gonna um, probably what it means. <laughs> yeah the focus one or fusi headband um it was originally from a U.S.-based startup called BrainCo, but they implemented it in China. So a headband that, came, that claims to monitor children's brainwaves in order to improve their focus is available for purchase in China, aimed at tiger mothers and fathers who do everything to help their child succeed. But many, many of its target customers are already creeped out. So, oh, can you show uh, me yeah. the name again? Yeah, like the Fu C headband, or the oh no, the Focus One or Fu C headband. Here, I'll put it in the chat. But this is this is what they're talking about. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. You got any thoughts on it? I think that's. I don't know, I'm pretty sure there's like something about freedom in there. That's not right. Yeah, yeah I mean, I definitely think there's a reason why a lot of parents um are pretty hesitant about this, like. Yeah, but there are a lot of students who at the same, a lot of parents at the same time want this for their child because I don't know, but I know a lot of Asian, South Asian and maybe regular Asian parents, they're pretty, um, when it comes to like education, things like that, they're pretty hardcore. So uh, I don't know, like, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of um, parents definitely like this idea but at the same time um kind of get creeped out kind of as the article says so i don't know what do you guys think and because like china especially um it's super like government funded so it's more of like a regime where uh, like uh the government has like most of the power so i don't know it's interesting because if they actually implement it throughout china the parents don't really have a say anymore, right? So I don't know. What do you think of it? It's just something interesting that I saw. Uh, I know it won't be allowed here in the U.S. Oh, it definitely, definitely won't. Not. Like, definitely not. This is this is really scary, honestly. <laughs> oh, thinking about yeah. it. Like, you're having kids being experimented on with like a huge headband, seeing if they're concentrated. So it's and like, we don't even know the implications because they're measuring brain waves. How does that even work? How do you measure? Because your brain isn't emitting brain waves, right? So I still need to read up more on it, but I don't know. It's something, yeah, pretty scary to think about.
Yeah, and you're right, Socket. It's definitely not going to happen in the United States. because It's not, yeah. Bro, people are hesitant to take the vaccines now. And do you think, dude, I don't even know anymore. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, we're having, we had people who were like, they didn't want to, at first it was like wearing a mask, then it's the vaccine, which are pretty like basic things. And really, honestly, this I, is just kind of really just like for a far-fetched thing. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's not even. I'd really like to. I'd really like to ask these people uh, who are not taking the vaccine, which unfortunately are mostly conservative, based on the statistics mm. I've seen. Uh, exactly why? I mean, I mean, there are technically, not there are people who are not necessarily like, um, what's it called anti-vax, but who are just like anti-COVID vaccines. Yeah, they're just hesitant. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I read an article on that. Yeah, she she was a doctor actually. She's a doctor, and there's this one lady who was just like she she also owned I think this like nursery home for kids who was just like I'd rather I'd rather um, uh, rely on my immune system, which is I guess believable, but at the same time I don't know. There are obviously a few apprehensions to that, but we'll see because the United States is already the, pretty close to 50% vaccinated, I think, or even a little bit more. There's still the Delta variant, though. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a, that's a really Pfizer, big problem for us. Yeah, but Pfizer is developing a new vaccine that's targeting the Delta variant, right? So I think we'll definitely need to get a third vaccine because that's what they're saying. So I don't know. It's weird because... I think it'll kind of turn out to be like the flu. Basically, you get a yearly vaccine for, you know how you get a yearly vaccine for the flu? It's probably it's the same thing going to happen with COVID where it just turns into this thing where you just get a vaccine for it or get like a, yeah, get a shot you're for thinking? it. And you're, yeah, I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's going to turn into one of those things where once we achieve herd immunity, it's just that thing. It's going to be kind of like the flu or yeah yeah what do you guys think with more people who aren't vaccinated there's just like higher risk of having these variants right if we have more people who are vaccinated like there's a much lower risk that different variants are going to just spread um really quickly um and infect a lot of people right but aside Mm -hmm. from just like anti-vaxxers there's generally a lot of um i'd say like distrust with government like vaccine programs especially like if we see throughout history like the u.s oh yeah most definitely they have kind yeah, of we are we are pretty 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 low when it comes to trust with the community so yeah they've done yeah. some like pretty really sketchy stuff games. yeah yeah pretty yeah. sketchy stuff so yeah well we have to see where it goes from here i don't know it's gonna be interesting it's because especially when it comes to studying things like that especially during the pandemic like smooth transition right (laughs) basically when it comes to that I don't know it was hard and then now it comes to like society as a whole does it really matter if not many people are getting vaccinated we don't know what's the future holds we don't know there's a lot there's a lot of what ifs and what happens that we still do not know so we'll have to see what happens yeah we should probably move on to the next topic now yeah yeah all right so um Okay, so did you want to go over Olympics real quickly, or did you want to go over um, this one? We can go over yours. I feel like yours. All is right. Quick. Cool. So quick, but yeah. basically, recently, actually yesterday, um, Richard Branson wins the billionaire space race. According to Vanity Fair, he beat 
Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and everybody when he personally reached space in his Virgin Galactic's Unit tw Unity 22 on Sunday, which was yesterday. Basically, he was, um, as a brief recap of it, um, that's pretty much uh, the recap, actually. Uh, a lone operational Virgin spaceship successfully sent six astronauts into suborbital flight, uh, meaning that they didn't reach orbital, but basically they just reached the tip of space, essentially. And Unity was launched uh, in New Mexico, and uh, it carried the vehicle up 50,000 feet, then dropped it for separation. At that point, Unity's rocket hybrid, I'm reading from the uh, article, by the way, yeah. Uh, Unity's rocket hybrid motor boosted the plane with a mixture of solid and liquid propellant. Basically, he, um, yeah, he basically launched uh, his own private funded uh, spacecraft to space, to the edge of space and back. And he did it faster than Jeff Bezos and or any of the billionaires we have today, like Elon Musk, people like that. So I don't know. It's just something that I found interesting. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I was just thinking like, <laughs> honestly, like even today we have just so much things like we have wildfires, hurricanes, um, even as we talked about just before, like inequalities in access to education that um, these people have so much money to solve that or even contribute to solving that, right? And they're out here having a space race. So kind of questionable. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't know, because um, there's still like a lot of ifs when it comes to this, because apparently he he barely reached space, which means that he, by NASA's definition of going into space, he barely hit the mark. There are probably other people like, um, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and people like that who who are aiming for a lot higher than that so yeah that's what I was thinking like Elon Musk wants to like colonize Mars or something right like it's very very different in terms of yeah goals. yeah I guess this guy yeah he also said in the press conference that he didn't really do this for any purpose except for his own leisure unless I'm mistaken. I think he said that it's been like a lifelong, lifelong dream of his and he finally achieved it. So well, it's just something yeah, interesting. He doesn't want to go to space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, yeah. I if he wanted to do that that badly, I guess, it's, you can't really do anything about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's a personal dream, like, sure, but Honestly, just saying there's a lot of ways you could use that money a lot better. It's pretty costly. Just waking up <laughs> one day and saying, oh, I want to go to space. Or having that realization that I can go to space instead of helping other people. Yeah. yeah. And there's, uh... Yeah, Stephen Colbert also uh, was part of this launch. He was the host of it. And he was, just, he was like, <laughs> he said, he, no, and yeah, and he basically taught, he was getting misty eyed about looking at Earth from space, from a satellite, I guess, or like a camera, and then joked about getting stuck in the middle seat. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then there's this other virgin engineer 
uh, Virgin Galactic Engineer. That came out way wrong, but yeah, Virgin Galactic Engineer who wore awesome rocket earrings and said space is now virgin territory. Nice one. All right, yeah. Well, that was just like some uh, jokes that they made during like the post press conference. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just something interesting that I found. It was purely based on leisure. I noticed that, so it was just some fun experiment that he tried i guess yeah and even his like galactic thing it's probably just to like earn more and more money like he's trying to experiment if he can actually send people into like paying trips mm -hmm. to go up there right so yeah this entire process took 17 years to do so i don't know it's something interesting 17 it's like as old as us <laughs> yo when was the last time um <laughs> we went to the moon the United States, the US. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I feel like I, I don't know why I want to say 2008. Oh my god, dude, the last time was 19th of December 1972. Wow, I was so off with 2008. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. It was a 12-day mission. Broke many like, records. The longest spacewalk, the longest lunar landing, and the largest samples brought back to Earth. Huh, interesting. I'm just really confused as to why we stopped, you know? We stopped going there. I feel like, honestly, NASA is, like, super underfunded, so even today... <laughs> Really? NASA's underfunded? Yeah, pretty underfunded, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I like I feel the entire concept of space exploration is like, I don't know, like like or like at least colonizing a different uh, planet is like like leap uh going for gold when there's like a diamond here, kind of like that yeah. That's kind of the vibe. Like Elon Musk, he could help this planet, but he's like trying to colonize another. Yeah, I mean like yeah, but I think he, he, along with a lot of people, think that Earth is, uh, how do you put it politely, uh, kind of screwed. Yeah, I mean, they are the ones who kind of contribute the most to it, being like billionaires, like owners of huge companies. But Really? I mean, yeah, sure, he probably did some like pretty stupid things in his past, but I mean, he was the first, wait, correct me if I'm wrong, but Oh no, he wasn't the first, but he was like, he was like, he revolutionized electric cars, right? And that helped the climate a lot, right? Yeah, huh? it's like billionaires in general. You don't think they should exist? Me? Billionaires? Like, I think they're kind of yeah. No, a billion is so much money. I mean, it's true. But if he, if they, if people are self-made, I guess keep it, but if people aren't self-made and they're just leeching, but like again, there's like this super great line, right? I don't know. It, it's interesting because self-made as well. There's like someone who was like, wasn't it Kylie Jenner or something? She's like getting donations to become billionaire. Like yeah, I don't, I don't really think there's like self-made because like even if someone like earns a lot of money supposedly through hard work, like a lot of it's also like you know, is there an inheritance that they get from their parents, like? 
are there opportunities that only they have access to like plus the hard work and stuff isn't like proportional at all like a person could be like breaking their back every day for like seven dollars and 25 cents versus yeah a million dollars a day or something yeah i don't know it's again like going back to the previous thing we had there's definitely uh, a gap a huge gap between uh if we're yeah like uh, classes you know yeah yeah and cool. generally i don't i don't think like any of these billionaires are working any harder than any of like like as we see outside like essential workers who are basically working the entire day um, for all of us and you know we have trouble giving a lot of workers an essential wage so yeah but i mean i mean not necessarily yeah i guess that 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 does make sense but at the same time i mean capitalism as a general idea it's working in the united states we have so many self-made millionaires and billionaires right now right i mean elon musk is purely self-made jeff bezos again self-made unless like he got yeah exactly yeah these two are like curly self-made because he, he built something Their parents were like poor or something their parents were like pretty rich oh, they're pretty rich yeah no they were they weren't pretty rich i mean they were middle class like we're not talking we're not talking like kardashian rich you know they're because they were built the kardashians like whoever i forgot yeah their children they were brought up in luxury and so although they are billionaires we can't really attribute most of the their hard work to them because they were born in like wealthy families. But when it comes to Elon Musk, he has, he, he's pretty much a genius, right? Whether it comes to marketing or computer science in general. Really, really smart. Like even like with, without his parents, like he's done something, uh, different things. But like the point is like his family wasn't upper middle class in like South Africa. Like, yeah. Like it's like he went he went to like what, uh, Queen's University, Stanford, all those places. Yeah, that those are pretty inaccessible, especially um, a couple of decades ago. Hard to get into those universities if you're not, uh, if you if you come from low income because you have to like. Yeah, I'm not saying he comes from low income. I'm saying he doesn't come from a. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying he com- I'm not saying he does he comes from low income. I'm not I'm saying that he doesn't come from super high income. He's not he we're not talking. I don't think his family was insanely rich. I think. Yeah, they weren't insanely rich, but they were like, like I would consider them rich. Like I would consider my family. Like, consider them like pretty, maybe upper middle class. Generally, but... a pretty privileged background, I'd say. Um, but yeah. like the most, mostly the thing is like, in like if you do want to attain like, or if you do want to like live a comfortable life, at least like there are a bunch of extra barriers that are like out there for many people. Like whether that's like systemic um like inequalities just there's a bunch of factors that even if you um even if like let's say like he wasn't rich I to say like a millionaire to begin with um there's a lot of things that didn't make his life hard but like could have for many other people yeah oh yeah okay yeah that i definitely agree with um he didn't have like financial barriers if this is i guess what we're trying to say yeah even, yeah you know, i guess but yeah, okay. I, I, I'll agree with that. But yeah. I mean, the empire that he's made today, I feel like you have to attribute at least 85 to 90% of it to just for, because of his pure hard work. 
Would you guys say that? Yeah, yeah, he had a pretty good vision, and it's pretty. Hard I'd ask to, like, uh, I'd ask like in the process, like, did he use any people for the means of like just being rich or successful, right? Because you know, Amazon's pretty famous for that. Um, their workers, they run through their workers really quickly. Um, don't give them a lot of work, good working conditions. But in the end, it all contributes to them getting more money, right? Sure. So, also did, did, yeah, Jeff Bezos also stepped down, right, as CEO? Yeah, still has a huge share, but, you know, yeah, not Cool. All right, should we move on to the final topic? Yeah, all right. So um, it's just kind of more like sports in general, because I don't know if you've been watching um, any sports, but yesterday was like um, the Euros, like Euros, soccer or football uh, championship. Big rip for England. Like England, rip. Italy. <laughs> um, and even like what was really ugly is that like Italy won on the penalties, right? Mm-hmm, 3-2. A couple of like English players missed penalties and... Oh yeah, and now they're being just really Yeah, honestly, I think it's really like disappointing that that happens, right? Because like all of these players work super hard, play for these months, um, just to and get they're also a relatively young team yeah when it comes to others so the fact that they actually made it to the euro like the euro finals that's insane and the fact that people are actually targeting for that yeah. that's just disgusting yeah it's just horrible like just the amount of racial abuse that's just gone out um is like honestly it's like horrifying to watch but i guess it also reflects a lot of issues about you know even in sports right um athletes like we see them on television we see them on the playing field um but they are humans they all go through like all these um hard work practices like processes to get to where they are so i mean it's easy as fans to criticize them but what do you guys think of the shikari situation the shikari richardson i don't know why why she should get banned for why is why is she getting banned okay basically what happened was yeah, she she was on track to be pretty much the fastest yeah. woman alive. I think the yeah. sixth fastest person like ever, right? And basically, what happened was um, she she smoked weed, and they found weed in her system, which is a non enhancement drug. Yeah. But still, they banned her, which is really weird. And even after that, she was supposed to have a one month ban, but. Um, she was still, she could still participate. She was part- supposed to participate in two events, um, the hundred meter dash, which she got banned from. Right. And then the, uh, relay, I think it was like the 400 relay or something. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. I think it's four by, one. Search it up. Four, by yeah, one. four by one. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and she, she could have participated in that, but I think she, someone chose to just take her out of the roster, like as a whole. Which is weird, but I don't know. And apparently, there were there are multiple reasons for this. There are multiple um, sides to this story. One being that she broke the rules. She knew for a fact that we'd had no matter. It was her stupid rule. Like we can all agree that mm-hmm. it's a really stupid rule. But regardless, she knew about the rule and she broke it. So it was on her. But at the same time. Um, two reasons. Number one, although she she is banned from the 100 meter dash, she could have still participated in the four by one relay. And that one she was also taken out from for some reason. I'm not totally sure. And number two, apparently she lost her mom yeah. um, two weeks prior. 
So she was probably coping with it or something. But regardless, they're both sides. One, she knew there was risk and she unfortunately reaped it. And number two, it's just a stupid rule. Like overall, it doesn't help at all, right? So like, it's not, it's a, it's not an enhancement drug. So it's a stupid yeah, rule, but at the same time, it, it's still kind of her fault unless, yeah, it's, I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I'd say like with, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm pretty sure she, like, there's no reason why she shouldn't compete. Like, even if like you do break a rule, it's like saying like, I ran a stop stoplight when no one was looking. It's that it's that kind of rule. Like, oh yeah, it, it's definitely a stupid rule. It's really, really, really stupid. No, well, the stop sign isn't really a smart. <laughs> it's yeah, that's kind analogy. of analogy. <laughs> no one's there at all. I'm like, it's like we used to like have a running stop, but like, or like not like a complete stop. But I don't know. A rolling stop. A yeah, rolling. Like you just slow down. Yeah, we slow down, but like, and there's no one there. Yeah, it's like one of those. Still. Like, still. Whoever's listening, don't do that. <laughs> if you can drive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a stupid rule, but a lot of people are saying, you know, there are a lot of like uh, celebrities, right? Drake did something like supporting her and a bunch of other celebrities said, don't worry, like we're behind you or something. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, if it was because it's definitely a really stupid rule. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a stupid, stupid, stupid rule that shouldn't even be there in the first place. But um, I guess at the same time, she knew the risk, right? And she still smoked, which is, I don't know, it's a little... I mean, yeah, if I was in her position... I'm just being devil's advocate here, right? So I mean, I don't think... Yeah, I think it's honestly up to the players, like, what they want to do. But, like, the rules, honestly, just, like, completely, like, out of this world, like, in terms of logic. Because I think they had the trials in, like, Oregon, and, like, marijuana is completely legalized there. Um, people are making like millions of dollars out of the industry like growing marijuana and you know even like Elon Musk like smoked marijuana on a podcast or like a tv <laughs> oh, show yeah. Oh, yeah. and he still gets oh, it was Joe Rogan. I think it was Joe Rogan right he smoked on Joe Rogan yeah but he still gets like federal funding for stuff so I don't know why like there's it's definitely a stupid rule it's a really stupid rule but I guess at the same time she was just trying, yeah there's so many sides to this <laughs> die that uh, it's it's weird so do you at the yeah at the end of the day it's a stupid rule but at the same time it's still like a little bit it this is my opinion it's a really stupid rule but at the same time if she was coping with something i guess it's not as much as of her fault if or if she was just using it for like pleasure or leisure and it definitely should be her fault, although it's a stupid rule because I don't want to seem like an ignorant, you know. I mean, we all know why she did it. Probably not like a good coping method in the first place. But, like, it's not. It's not like detrimental to others. Or, yeah, like, I mean, it's up to it's up to them what they want to do individually. So I don't think anyone should run. I don't know why she's banned by the Olympics. Yeah, no one should ban that. And like, yeah, even it's, like, again swim caps there's like oh yeah i saw the swim cap thing yeah that Wait, was... swim cap so there's like a brand of swim cap it's called like the soul cap um it, it's kind of just like a bigger swim cap to accommodate like different hairstyles mm -hmm. um you know because like the usual swim caps are kind of designed for like a more eurocentric like hairstyle like just like flat hair 
um and like shorter hair oh okay, this okay. one can accommodate like you know longer hairstyles curly hairstyles um mm -hmm. things like that but i think um the like aquatics association whatever that's called i think it's like fina or something um they decided not to approve it so there's a lot of um problems about like whether or Why? not what did they say like, what was their reason um they i think they said like it doesn't accommodate to like the quote-unquote like natural hairstyle which obviously is a huge like problem with like you know what's natural what's like quote unquote, not natural um and you know a bunch of questions about whether or not like we're making swimming especially accessible to everyone and like inclusive mm -hmm. to everyone, so yeah hmm. wait Zagadi, you were saying something yeah i don't remember if that was the reason but i can't remember the actual reason like, that's that's okay that's okay obviously those are some ridiculous uh, <laughs> reasons but i mean it's just yeah overall yeah it's a problem in our society and i guess there's so many ridiculous rules that I don't know, we can't do you think uh shikari like going back to this situation do you think she's going to be a martyr for this rule specifically do you think they'll get rid of this rule Mm, no i i mean the fact that they said it that she's i don't i don't know any other people who've done it right yeah that's also a thing like, like no one should honestly have to like even quote unquote like sacrifice for the cause right we should just be able to like know what's right and know what's not right and like get mm -hmm. rid of this mm -hmm. like this is just like honestly so ancient like kind of just reflects how inconsistent like laws like even if it's not government or just like organizational laws how they've been in terms of like you know enforcing um different things you know punishing and even criminalizing people for doing this generally for doing the same thing you know like hugely inconsistent yeah most definitely yeah. i don't know man <laughs> all right cool um is that it Did yeah, any last thoughts it. any last thoughts y'all Anyone? <laughs> Not much. Cool. All right. Cool. Um, so I guess we can call it a day. Um, thanks, Socket, for joining us. Um, yeah, thank you. And, you know, if you're listening, um, anyone, thank you for taking the time to listen. Um, and if you want to join us to talk anytime, um, we're more than about happy. any topics you guys want. Yeah. Uh, we'll be here and you can contact us through. Wait, was it a Google form, dude? Yep. Um, or we you do can have a Google form. We'll be sending that out. Um, that's or cool. you could probably message us on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. See you guys. Cool. Thank you, everyone.